Welcome to the podcast, Cutting for Sign. I'm Ron Cecil, men's life coach and writer, together with my co-host, best friend and artist, Daniel Penner Klein. Throughout our lives and as friends over the past decade, we've asked, how do we find the clues and puzzle pieces that align us with our higher potential? Join us as we converse with experts, artists, adventurers, mental health professionals, and fellow deep thinkers as we cut for sign and attune our own potential, mental health, and creativity. The bad white man calling the devil. The Yavapai calling eyes like the sky. Everybody, welcome to Cutting for Sign. Welcome good to Good morning, Daniel. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It is a good morning. I just had a great thing happen. What happened to you? I thought I lost my golden boy jacket. You know, that Seinfeld reference, his t-shirt, his best t-shirt, he calls it golden boy. <laughs> I Anybody, forgot about that. Golden yeah. boy's getting a little threadbare in the episode and he goes, golden boy is slowly dying. <laughs> Well, I lost Golden Boy. It's not actually Golden, but I lost it. And I was so mm. upset, man. It's like my clothes, I put a lot of energy into finding them and getting them. And it's like one of the things I haven't given myself through my life. And I finally have been. I got this really good jacket. I don't have a lot of them, though. Yeah. And I lost it, dude. And I was mm. just like, and then this morning, I found it. <laughs> Where was it? Was Back it like my the... car. Back oh, my car. okay. Okay. Wasn't That's not too dramatic. Ah, would like, what were you going to say? Well, I had a couple, I've had a few pieces like that. I, I had a cowboy hat. That was my dad's. Well, you lost them. I don't know where uh, that thing is. Damn. For all I know, it's like, it just flew away in outer space. Uh, and then I had a, a sweatshirt that it was like my sweatshirt. It was the, uh, yeah. you know, it was the a one. Hoodie. Um, I don't know. It wasn't a hoodie, but it was, it had like kind of, um, it was a little, it, it, I don't know. I just had these cool, like extra padded panels on it that um, oh, yeah. I really liked and, you know, it just, it's gone. Do you remember that? <clears throat> this one stings to this day. It was about a year ago. And remember that shirt that you're, that you're, that Morgan complimented me on? It had this bootalicious woman on the front of it. It was a black shirt. Oh yeah. And she go, yeah. She was that? a rapper. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know who it was. And Morgan did. She was like, that fucking bitch is awesome. Yeah. And I, and I was like, thank you. I just gotten that shirt. Do you remember who that rapper was? No. Fuck. I don't. To ask Morgan because I want to find. Anyways, long story short. Oh, Morgan won't remember. She doesn't remember she shit. Won't? <laughs> hey. Her short-term operating memory is astoundingly bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her about it. Okay. I'm gonna ask her. I'm, I'm, I I know you know your wife better than I know your wife, but I'm gonna. I ask know what her. she'll say. Let's make this make this a little bet. She's I gonna love it. she's gonna name probably <laughs> two or three, if not four, rappers that she think might it might be. <laughs> is that and, your guess and then she's gonna ask me if i remember <laughs> <laughs> okay i get okay so let you're the record stay <laughs> you're probably gonna win that bet right but i'm gonna guess that she guesses two and then i'm gonna say one thing back at her to describe the shirt and then she's gonna know it i would love that i would love that to happen okay all right i'm gonna follow up on that later today um <laughs> but long story short i i had just bought that shirt that day mm -hmm. and i lost and it was my number one you know, it was my number one. And then that was your shirt. That was like, yeah, that, that was, was my it. shirt. I was excited about it. It was a great shirt. And then I had, I had, and then the next day, number one and number three the shirts just gone. And I'm like pretty fastidious with my shit. And I don't have a lot of shit. God, never found total mystery. And I, I that was a year ago, man. I still think about that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I liked it so much, and I got a compliment from Mortgage. I was like, that, that was so cool. Damn it. Fucking yeah. brutal, man. Did I tell you about uh, seeing the, the woman walking through the suburbs the other day in, in head-to-toe Victorian era clothing? Whoa. Wow. Uh-uh. She had like a... a um, it was. It looked like she's. St- I. I actually said out loud, "Am I looking at a ghost right now? Whoa. Am, am I looking at a ghost?" Because it was so authentic. Even her shoes were Victorian era, and she was walking. I'm not kidding. She was. It was like she was walked out of a fucking Rembrandt painting. Like she had awesome. an umbrella. <laughs> her chin was like very level to the ground. Like she had lace gloves on. Like did Rembrandt paint that type of stuff? Who's the guy that paints the dots, the tiny little dots of on the? Oh, not Rembrandt. That's a that's he's um, that's uh in the I middle mean, ages. Rembrandt was no Rembrandt was a little was a he, I think he is who you're talking about, but I didn't think of him as 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 to work and stuff that old. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, she walked out of a painting, and I there are a few mysteries in life that I just I, I'm sure I will just never have answered. And one of those is why was that woman walking around the suburbs in Victorian era clothing? I don't know, but maybe she feels exactly the same way about those clothes as you felt about that rapper T-shirt. What? Because she lost them? No, oh, no, no. I just mean them. she's like, this is my, this is my jam, this is my outfit. <clears throat> it's like our boy uh, uh, Damian Broderick. Fuck, man, that guy. Thank you for turning me on to him. Oh, the 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 uh, oh, Irish. The Irish what Dylan what what's a what's the word like if you're a if you eat you're a gourmand you know huh what's the word for someone who's the whole thing is dressing that's a good question you know I what know. I mean yeah Rembrandt oh Jesus man wow no you're right Rembrandt painted back in the what, in the 1600s yeah he was he was um yeah he was one of the wow. the Dutch masters of light. I didn't know that. Who was the Victor? Who was like the turn of the century guy in the in the? I want to say the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Who painted? Maybe it was Monet. Van Gogh. No, no, no. He oh, would, one of the impressionists. He would do these. Yeah, impressionists. He he did this like Victorian picnic scene on a park, and everything was a tiny dot. Like, yeah, I think that you're getting into Monet. Yeah. Monet, yeah. Manet, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. Mayonnaise. Well, Monet, Manet, mayonnaise. Um. Uh, ooh, 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 yeah, it's gone, son of a bitch. <clears throat> so we're talking to Puya Hashemi. I think his name is pronounced Puya Hashemi today. Um, and I, he's he's a true Renaissance man. There's for a transition. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Speaking of Renaissance, <laughs> legit magic. Well, I don't know if he's a legit magician or if it's more of a hobby. I don't know if he like performs and, and gets you know like. Well, what 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 constitutes a legit magician? Because if well, he does magic, it's kind of like saying like, "Are you a writer?" Okay, I could be more specific than that. Yeah. Like, does he sell out stadiums? You know what I mean? Oh sure. Well, Where does he, he do birthday that? parties? Like, does he... <laughs> well, even that, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty legit. I mean, I've seen some of his like street magic stuff, and it seems like, you know, legit to me. Uh, I mean, a professional. That's what I'm saying. Um, his hobby is a profession. I don't know, but his following his comedy skits are pretty consistent and pretty funny. And then I was like, oh, my God, you invent stuff. Oh, my God, you're a tech guy. Oh, you start businesses like he's yeah, he's he's a legit man. 
I wonder, I wonder how he starts his day. Like, does he have a cup of tea and then does some magic and then invents another tech product? Like all Dude, before. Sometimes before. you're, sometimes your questions. I was, I listened to, it's always, it always makes it starting to make me nervous when you're the one that asks the first question. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are base layers of questions that, that we all think about. I mean, it's like, how, the, <laughs> what's going on with, Dude, with such and such? You so ask so. the worst questions, man. Sometimes I'm just like, dude, you couldn't pick the dullest. You mean I'm asking the awesome questions because we're all curious. <laughs> I have to admit, they don't end up being boring conversations, but I, many times, you know, and I'm giving you shit a little bit. What's you. the day-to-day life of a magician, technologist, inventor, dude, business guy? The That's geez. the question. No, that's vague. Here's here's. You don't then assume that they do the cheesiest thing. To you it's like David. What Goggins if they did though? I mean, come on. It. You know, like David Goggins gets up and does <laughs> cheesy fucking shit. He yells himself, you, calls himself a you, bitch in the mirror, and then you, runs. If you said that to David Goggins, he would be mad at you because because you're making fun of him in a way. He would say, "I'm right," and he goes, "And that's what it takes to do what I got to do." <clears throat> Well, at least in my mind, the David Goggins that lives in my head. Thank you. Thank you. And that <laughs> David Goggins is not the beast. No, anyways, anyways, I'm just fucking around a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I am, I'm, I'm legit Renaissance humans, the people who have five or six things, three to six things that they do really well are special. Uh, that's a lot of work, you know, they go, and when those things are very different and separate from each other, they literally allow the person to go into another realm of their mind and their body. You know, that's, that's exploring different archetypes, different parts of our personality shadows. And that's really the whole ball of wax, the big picture, you know, life. I, I, I have huge reverence for that. What do you think? It, what do you think? Where did that term come from? The Renaissance uh, man? As I understand, it came from Da Vinci and all those guys because they did. <clears throat> you ever read a bio on uh, on Da Vinci? Uh, no, but I've seen dude, plenty of his work. Dude, he didn't just do he didn't just do sculpture and painting and invent stuff. He also hosted uh, dinners with a lot of care. For example, he mm-hmm. would remember every uh, one of his friends' eye color. Like, and I know this isn't like whole aspects of his uh, the career type stuff, but he did other stuff too. Is like, I just like how he was fully engaged in life. And in being fully engaged in life, when you put a long life together, that will equal four or five prof- professions most likely too, or some really mm-hmm. significant interests. And uh, so I think it came from those guys just, you know, music. He, he was into music. I don't know if he was an actual musician, but he got it. Anyways, I don't want, I'm starting to speak about stuff I don't know about, but I believe it came from those, those cats. Yeah. I had, I just had a, an image of him like taking the leer up with him up on the scaffolding while he's painting this, painting the Sistine Chapel and taking a break and just jamming out to some music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that'll be nice. Should we let him in? Should we do this? Let's let him in. Poya Hashimi, you're an entrepreneur, comedian, magician, and founder and CEO of SpinTouch and SIP Awards. SpinTouch is an interactive application with expertise in development and hardware integration. 
SIP Awards is a unique spirits competition that puts smaller spirit brands on an even playing field with larger ones. It is the only spirits competition that solely recruits customers as judges. You are also one of the first confirmed cases of COVID in the United States. This motivated you to create Rapid Screen, a contactless screening scanner that uses artificial intelligence and facial scanning and was put into place across the nation. Puya, you believe in problem solving, in being utterly relentless in pursuing goals and in a balance between confronting problems, including global injustices, and recharging with wonder and laughter. Puya, welcome to Cutting for Sign. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was a great intro. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, glad you're here. Glad you made it. Glad you Thanks. survived COVID. Thanks for living such an interesting life. <clears throat> oh, I try. <laughs> the, uh, I can tell. The way that I got introduced to you, uh, uh, my very first moment of seeing your face was with your Amber Heard skit that you did, which I think is one of the last ones you did, or you did a couple of them. And good job. That I was watching it again last night a few times and it cracks me up every single time. Like you nailed that. It was so funny. Have you seen that one, Ron? Is that the one where you were handing her a tissue? <laughs> no, no, it was you were the yeah. cocaine dealer. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was giving her uh I say you know, to keep it PG, I was giving her a medicine. Yeah. In the <laughs> so funny. It's a good idea. Did you did you Allergies. come up with did you come up with that idea of interacting with a screen like that, or is that pretty common? um it, it's been done before there's a there's a there's another video that i saw uh originally and and the the guy was sitting next to the screen and he kind of was acting like a lawyer and then he gave her a um a, a napkin and then she kind of just wiped her tears from it and then i looked at that and this is how i kind of <laughs> do all my videos i look at an idea and i'm like oh that's a great idea but I want to kind of put my own yeah. twist to it. I want to make it fun. I want to make it a little extra. And then I don't know what I'm going to do until I kind of get into it. So mm. the first video I actually did was um, I was giving her, I kind of replicated that, but I was giving her the napkin to kind of wipe yeah. her tears away. Yeah. And then I noticed in the video a few seconds further or maybe a minute further, she does this weird look, which she's been famous <laughs> about. Um, she has a lot of reactions, which is amazing. Um, and then I'm like, oh my God, if I piece that together with the weird look, and then I kind of like go in for a kiss, oh, it'll be like, it'll be crazy. So um, that's where I got, usually you're doing a skit and then you're, you're coming up with like, you're doing it and it's fine. And then you're like, what if I did it this way? And then like mm -hmm. my skits take, it, they're not, it, they take like 15, they, they look like they're 15 second skits. Everybody thinks like I spend no more than 10 minutes doing them, but no, they, they take like hours, um, anywhere from it. like totally two to six to eight hours sometimes. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, I don't know, I'm a perfectionist and I come up with additional ideas and I'm like, I, and I can't, I, I have a problem with like putting out content that I will regret saying like, I could have made that better. It would have been mm -hmm. better. And sometimes it doesn't do better. It's just like, yeah. it doesn't, no one likes it. And I'm just like, ah, it didn't do, it didn't do well at all. But I just want to put the best um, content out there that I feel like I enjoyed and it's a little extra. So yeah, I did that. And uh, about two weeks later or a week later, and it did really well. It did like a few million and it was growing rapidly. And I was like, oh, 
And then, and then, oh, I saw the comments. The comments were like, so you provided her for drugs. <laughs> You're the guy, a few of the comments. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll do a video with just that. Oh, nice. So that's where I, that was a fully original idea was, okay, if I do it with giving her um material <laughs> so good. Of the, well i had to do so an allergy good. yeah i put the caption just in case instagram thought it was you know inappropriate yeah. i was like it's allergy season i was giving her allergy medicine um and then i i, I did that a couple times that didn't take too long it was just like i was in the moment and i was just going through it um usually i have like a friend watching and they'll give me their and they're like oh you gotta gotta do more facial reactions and then and then I put that out and, and man, it went like Uber uh, viral. It went from it's hilarious. a few million to and right now it's sitting at 83 million views. My favorite what? part, my favorite part is yeah. the little last little part just with the, the nose. nose tap. Oh, right. So good. That was good. That was my favorite part that. too. And awesome. if you if you notice, just like the first video, <laughs> it's it's actually bridging in a few of her reactions yeah, together. Um, if you really, I try to make it as seamless as possible just to get that additional piece. And it's, it's all about that, how the viewers left at the end of the video, whether they'll, you know, like it, share it, follow you. Cause that's the last thing. And if they get that little giggle at the end, they're like, oh, I got to send this to my buddy or uh, you nailed I got to follow yeah. this guy. I watched a bunch of your videos, like quite a few, I, I, I like kind of. I don't know, probably went through 30 or 40 of them. And I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> they look like they take so much, like the, all the effort that you're talking about taking, it reads, you know, it might be subtle. I get it. Maybe it passes over a lot of people's eyes, but I'm an artist and I under, I, I you can see the, uh, in the film where, where they call it the screen value, the, you know, the value of the thing on the screen and, and whether it's in the preparation for it or the actual cost of the thing. And some of the outfits that you put on stuff, I'm like, dude, he had to like, there's oh, yeah. scissors and, and and there's there's materials involved here. Is just good job, man. I really appreciated that. I appreciate that. Yeah, not a lot of people notice any of that. They just see the finished product, and um, it's kind of like you see a movie, you see a two-hour movie, and you're like, oh, that was a good movie. You're not like thinking, wow, they must have spent so much money and so much time and <laughs> people, and no one's thinking about any of that. Um, like I went to a party with uh, like some influencer, or there was it was someone's birthday and um she she had a lot of followers but she's like a um like an, a big uh like a model influencer so she doesn't do like videos she looked at me she's like oh let's do a quick video right now that we could post on a reel that it's funny let's just do it right now and i'm like what what like i can't <laughs> just come up with an idea and film it on the first take with hundreds of people around us like no but didn't you big... didn't you do one like that where you did a magic trick Oh yeah. I mean, party? I'll do, I, I love, yeah, that was, uh, with, uh, Hannah, um, the, the big influencer, forget her last name. Um, she, she was at a party and, uh, I did a magic. That was very organic. Um, I didn't understand that magic trick actually. Sorry to cut you off. It had something on her, on the back of her arm, but it didn't, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't understand. I couldn't hear very well or something. Yeah. The, the unfortunate thing. And I put captions, the unfortunate uh, thing, whenever I'm like doing magic, it's, it's in a non-ideal environment because it's like loud and you're, 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 you're not able to communicate, but yeah, she, so I asked her, um, uh, before the, like, right from the beginning, I, I asked her to pick a number. Um, and she said seven and she kept saying seven. 
uh, and then and then uh, I picked I asked her for like a body part on the on on a person. She said elbow. And then um, I asked her to pick a color. She said red. And then I grabbed her hand, put it on this girl that was walking by. And um, and then she revealed the seven seven red that was on her near her elbow. And that's when she like flipped, she freaked. A lot of people were thinking that was staged. Um, that was very organic. And her reaction was a lot more crazy, but it just looked completely fake because she was, she's, she's, I don't know if you know her, um, but like seen her stuff. She's very over the top uh, kind of comedian, um, Instagram influencer. So it was great. Yeah, but I, I love, that's one other passion of mine, uh, magic. Um, I've been doing that in school. Um, yeah, so I, Ron, you know, Ron and I were trying to figure out uh, the extent to which that plays a role in your life. You know, is it is it uh, you do shows in stadiums? Is it you do it in <laughs> parties barely ever? But how much of that is your life? It's a unique thing to see in someone. Well, ma magic, like magic itself. You're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic is is. Uh, I love the fact that I can go up to most, I mean, most people love magic. Um, you know, I, I can't say everybody, but nine out of 10 people for sure. And it's, it's when you're doing it to really anyone, it brings them in this state of mind that they're like a, a child again. And they're just like, wow, beyond their, their, their wildest imagination. They're just, they're just shocked. They're left speechless. And they're just amazed. Um, and I and I love doing that. I love doing um, kind of things that leave a person wanting more or, or excited about um, something that's the impossible. And I actually just saw my first, believe it or not, my first magic show um, uh, two days ago in Vegas. I've never seen a show before, um, Penn and Teller, which are like some of my heroes. Wow. So did, by the way, I, going back, I love that trick that you did on Instagram. I, I was following along. So cool. sorry yeah, for you, Dave, for it being too issue. slow. Oh, it, happens. <laughs> it, happens. it was Stop tough. It. it was, it was, I tried to put it in the captions. I needed to put it out there because it's like, it was, you know, it's, 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 it was just a perfect. I mean, the party scene is kind of confusing. There's so much going on. People are like, what, you know, they don't know where to look and then trying to follow a magic trick. The, uh, I've got a lot of questions about magic and I'll, I'll try to like reel some of those in. Cause I'm just sure the mo I mean, you're right. I, I am a kid around the idea of magic tricks and it's so exciting. And even though probably I know of what's going on, I don't care. I don't care. I like, you I, probably know what's going on. You well, because I fucking go down YouTube rabbit holes and like, see oh, how tricks no. are done. <laughs> so do you yeah. know, you don't have to say, but do you know how he put the seven on the back of the lady's arm? No Did idea. He, no idea. And no, nor do I want to know. He didn't know the color. He didn't know the body part. How the fuck did he do that? It's I mean, my, I have some guesses, but I almost don't want to bring you it up do? because I, can he I, guess Puya? Sure. Go ahead. Please guess. Well, it's hard to guess because one of the problems is, you didn't, you weren't like fully there to see exactly. it from the end. I still want to hear it's, it's, it's an unfair advantage, I guess, or an, a, not a fair advantage yeah. for you to see it, but you go, go more than welcome. Well, my, 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 my guess was that you had suggested some of these to her beforehand and, and over time, the suggestions, I don't know, maybe you've got some NLP in there or some of those other things. And 
and what's NLP? Neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. It's yeah. subtle suggesting. And we've you and I've talked about it before, Daniel, Get but I, I actually hypnotize you so you wouldn't remember it. You can guide people to guessing that okay, this that's I didn't know that. That's cool. Or influencing them to uh to 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 like go a certain direction. Um it, it could be very oh. subtle to to very advanced. But beyond um, that, I don't know. Like I really don't know. And I don't I don't really care. Like I don't wanna like <laughs> I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Like, like, yeah, there's, there's bits of that, of course. And, um, you've got to have, you've got to have for something like that. It's, uh, kind of like mind, um, uh, like mind reading, um, kind of magic, if you will. Uh, but it's, it's parts of that where, and you've got to have backup plans, right. If it mm -hmm. fails or if she's going a different direction yeah. and have another path, um, to getting a great reaction something so wow. it's all about a lot of a lot of magic is also kind of going the, the good magic the good magicians kind of are able to go off script a little bit and you if mean because the magic, they're so skilled or because they are actually good versus bad guys and bad guys are like doing bad guy shit <laughs> black magic I would, is this white magic versus black magic <laughs> i don't know any bad black magic just to be clear i don't want to get any uh dms uh telling me to back off from that stuff uh but yeah like even like uh like david blaine is one of my um favorite magicians Jeez. seeing some he's of okay. his work he's pretty good he's good he's good but he, he does i i think he's more focused on those really uh yeah. pursuits incredible yeah yeah that's I mean, he he's put not a probably. He put a folded up. I mean, this is nothing to you. You know all the things, but he went on Joe Rogan, and right in front of Joe, he put a. He ended up having a folded up card underneath the watch face of Joe's friend, and it was the right card. It's just like I don't. <laughs> so you have yeah. to be like a master thief, also, except you plant things on people. That is that part of it too. Like you just have to get good at slipping things onto people's bodies i would say the biggest uh, the biggest quality you need uh in magic is the ability just it comes down to having the balls to do it um really Whoa. yeah a lot of <laughs> this stuff cool, man. it really is because um <laughs> if i showed you a magic trick of how to do the trick like that trick yeah you'd be like there's no way i could do that like yeah, it, some of whoa. it is like some of it is um yeah some of it does take skill but you're doing it out in the <laughs> open and you're just like how would you do that without them knowing or what if they find yeah. out it's so embarrassing that have you or, had fails yeah Sorry. Oh, of course of oh, course man. but again you need to have a backup plan you need to oh, kind man. of it's all about improv and just just bouncing off of it or going into another wow. um thing but it's it's some of the it's meant like mentalism uh, magic is probably the one that you need the most amount of confidence um, because some of it is so basic and you're just mm. like, there's no way this would work. And then it's just like, there's no way it's some of the magic I do is actually like from like, I, I picked up one magic trick. That's a, a, a crowd favorite. It's from like a children's book, um, but it's so basic. Uh, it's so simple. And it's all about your presentation um and how you bring that to life and how much value like david blaine does it originally when he was doing the um, street magic some of that stuff you could learn in in two three days 
Um, and I mean, like almost master it, but he was doing it and he had this persona and he was just, you know, uh, staging it where it was just like pauses and looked at the person. Yeah. They thought he was like this crazy, like weird guy. And he would just, he would be awkwardly looking at him and there would be very simple stuff, but the way he presents it is just so powerful. Um, yeah, I had, so a, it, I had a moment like that about 10 years ago. I owned a small marketing business with two other guys and somehow we got our hands on a, on a, a temporary alcohol serving license. And we heard that this university where we were was going to throw this huge ball, like thousands and thousands of people. And we got the, the liquor license to sell at this wow. party. And so we hired like 20 bartenders and I was bartending. And this guy comes up to me and he's this older gay gentleman who is already a little drunk. And he looks at me and he hands me a $10 bill. He like puts it in front of me. He goes, <laughs> stop serving me alcohol. Every time I come back, pretend to serve me alcohol. I don't care what's in there, but just make sure there's no booze. <laughs> and he awesome. hands me the $10 bill mm -hmm. and I take <laughs> his hand and I start shaking it. And I put both hands around his hand and his wrist. And for some reason, I don't know why this happened. I felt his heavy gold chain on his bracelet unbuckle and fall into my left hand that was around his wrist. And it just, it like disintegrated into my hand and I felt it and I, and I let him finish his spiel about not wanting to drink anymore. And like almost, he was, he was almost done. And he was about to walk away. He had his drink in his hand. I go, Oh, I think you didn't mean to tip me this. And I held up the gold chain. <laughs> I said, I think you're forgetting something. And he's like, Oh my God, it was the best trip. I was like, it kind of scratched the magic itch for me. Say that again. You did not mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it, but I decided to go with the it. opportunity. That's yeah. Awesome, <laughs> that's awesome. Good wow. Time. Well, that's one of the reasons. Wow. He tipped me a fifty dollar bill. Well, you you get yeah. It's sometimes, obviously, sometimes in magic, um, it, even in magic, sometimes it things like work out better, or it just keeps extending more than you thought, and you're just mm -hmm. going to go with it. And I've seen magicians. I know, like certain times, I know the trick, and then they they're doing it, and then some one out of hundred shot happens where their card again comes out to the bottom or something and they just go on with it a good magician will make that into the trick right and then it's like an impossible trick that some magicians don't even know because oh, they just yeah. carry it on um it's like the one in a million that that also happens at the end and then they'll go with it right well, you and, know and you the, can't probably ever reproduce you can't re yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and um and and what's great is like if you're doing um if you i mean if you're doing street magic and things like that it's uh the great thing is you're just going to post the stuff that are going to get you the best reactions the best magic tricks and things like that so um yeah you don't yeah you're going to post whatever well you could i could see the magician in that amber heard video that's one of the reasons it was so good for me is because the dexterity and the quickness with which you we're able to manipulate the little vial and get it out and put it back in around your neck. It was just made it all look so professional. Like you, you were really that character. And that's one of the things I appreciate about musicians is literally just the tactile dexterity of moving quickly, you know, and these yeah, hands that, that, we have. that had a, a little magic in it. So I had to figure out um, how to get the, the napkin from the side and then trade it with the, um, 
the with money. the money, right? And it's a subtle thing. Um, and, and all of that has to be like uh, with uh, with Instagram Reel, my goal is to always keep the video as short as possible, not to add additional time. If I can shorten the time as much as possible. So it's all about getting that and quickly going to counting the money. There's no delay. Yes. How do I do that? And I actually, I think the money, I didn't put the money behind the TV. I actually had it in my coat, but it made it appear I was getting mm -hmm. a TV yeah. just because there was too much fumbling of the napkin and the money at the same time. Yeah. So I kind of had to improvise and <laughs> come up with a strategy. And then that um, I had to come up with a, and I do this with a lot of props. I'll find whatever is in the house. I'll uh, come up with like, um, but that one was a necklace. I'm like, I need a necklace where I can get the material. Um, the so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the allergy medicine. Um, so I had to, uh, I, I had this like pennant necklace from Thailand. Um, and then I needed some kind of a cap on it. So I had a chapstick cap and then I put duct tape inside and then, it, and it needed to be like attached. So it's a quick release. That's a good right? idea. That was good. And it was it, from a distance. You thought it was like literally. Totally. Oh, totally. Bought, yeah. We, you sold it. It was great. Yeah. And I kind of acted like I was twisting it, pushing it in, putting it and it had to go back in and not drop or anything. So yeah, I had duct tape inside. So I would be able to put it back in and go right into it. And yeah. I didn't do that many takes. I did like maybe like that, which is unheard of for me. I did like six, six or seven takes. Um, usually I do like an unreal amount. I run out of memory when I know well, I've it, done too many. Do you really? Isn't it, isn't <laughs> it cool? Isn't it cool too how like uh, we were talking a little bit about the term Renaissance, Renaissance man, Renaissance people uh, before. And um, one of my favorite things about having seemingly disparate uh, interests that you've gotten maybe you know, pretty damn good at it, some professional, some hobby, but like you've got years, maybe decades in, in these things is how those things cross pollinate each other, you know, and how they support each other. And, you know, for example, that, that magic, your magic life made that Amber Heard real clearly better, but then also your inventive style or your invention, invention, inventor self. I would think definitely applies to crafty ways to create these costumes and little almost sculpture like things that show up in so many of your real uh, reels. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You, you, I'm, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm always looking at uh, being creative uh, and coming up with different, different projects that bring out my creativity coming up with new ideas, um, uh, wh whether it's business, uh, comedy, uh, magic, everything, right? Do you do you have a background in performance beyond magic? Like before you before you like stepped into social media and stuff? Did you do theater or anything like that? No, I didn't. And I was, uh, believe it or not, before, like, maybe even like four years ago and, and before I would, I would like cringe at seeing videos of me in like public spaces or anything. If I had a, hmm. like a recording of myself and um, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I didn't, I mean, I'd like to, I, I like to kind of be the center of attention, but I didn't like to be on camera for the fact that it just felt uh 
I don't know. It just, you know, some people feel that way when they see themselves on camera. They're like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so silly. Wait a second. Uh, okay. This is a little bit of surprise for me. So yeah, you don't have a background in performing arts. You, you, how long have you been doing magic? Uh, since high school. So, okay, so, so uh, you do in a certain way because you've got to perform there. I mean, that's like a, that's skill. Right. You've got to sell what you're doing. You've got to sell your actions and all those things. But then being on camera, it sounds like up until not that long ago, that was like a no-go for you. You were like, I'm not interested in being on, on film or on camera. I, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't most of the time, sometimes I, 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 I watch it. I'm like, okay, that was pretty good. Most of the time, I'm like kind of embarrassed or yeah, I, I wasn't um, ecstatic. I, I wanted this. It was, I guess it was a um, contradiction, right? I wanted the center of attention, but it was, being on camera sometimes made me embarrassed or something. And so then, what changed? Did you did you just have to like keep doing it until you stopped being embarrassed? I'll tell you what changed, which is which is uh, it was kind of a uh, a moment for me, and it was it was during COVID. Um, After when, you were the first, you mean when you when you brought it into America? No, 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 <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Um, nice magic so, trick made the whole world so, disappear <laughs> so i always wanted to do comedy i always wanted to do nice. like funny videos but kind of i was more embarrassed of like what if um a a uh, employee sees it or a vendor sees it or um a customer because we were dealing with some of the biggest companies like mercedes-benz um the pentagon these are big accounts these are big projects mm. and it's uh and it's like they would see this funny guy that owns the company making a you know fool out of himself. Like, what are they gonna think? Like, what the hell did we get into? Or maybe we shouldn't yeah. deal with this company. This is like, what is this? A, a, like a Disney company? Like, no, this we're we're trying to do this big show and we gotta trust these guys. So it was like, yeah, what if my employees don't respect me anymore? What um my contractors, etc. And what happened with COVID was it was really everything was shutting down. The end of the world was happening. Um, my businesses at that moment, the first, uh, the first month, uh, both businesses were struggling um, because everything was shut down. I mean, there was nothing going on, um, no business coming in. My sales guys were just just hanging out. Um, nobody was answering calls. So I'm like, okay, I mean, my, my business is gone. Um, my, uh, uh, really the world's ending. Um, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Who cares what people think? Because the world's ending, like, this is my moment to at least do it. And whatever, if people don't like it, people don't like it. I'm, I don't have anything going on anymore. And I'm bored as hell. I'm sitting at home, just nothing's going on. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make some funny videos. Fuck it. So that's 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 literally what I did. I made a couple, and the reactions were awesome. At that time, I had like ten thousand followers. Not a lot. Um, not a lot of viral video. Nothing. Nothing viral to any degree. Um, I would like if I got like three hundred likes, that would be amazing. Um, so I've just put out content over content, got some great reactions. Um, and then I'm like, oh, it wasn't so bad. Then my employees would see it and they'd be like, oh my God, they would tell others. They're like, you're so funny. 
it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Nobody mm -hmm. was like judging me to, um, yes. to a degree of, uh, like this guy is just weird. Um, it was more like, Oh, that's so cool. I love your videos. They make me smile. Well, that um, speaks, it speaks to something that's like a pretty big value in a, in a consistent strain of conversation or thread of conversation between Ron and I around, you know, we would use the term like our shadow selves, um, these parts of our personality that don't get to be expressed in the world um, or, or do, but to varying degrees of, or we uh, limit them or keep them kind of hidden or yeah. don't let them out as, as much. Yeah. And then someone like you gets, you know, has the same concern, you know, for valid reasons, but then the world helps you out and there's a little perfect storm that allows that cat out of the bag. And then you, then you realize it wasn't so bad tell that story and now it just makes it a little easier for people not to need the perfect storm of events to get the the this part of their personality to live in the world you know right right i think there's always a moment in your life where you realize you just got to do something um and the regret of not doing it but for me it was like nothing else is happening i'm bored um who cares if people don't like like i i should stop caring as much and just do it because the regret of not having this done. And what if I do lose my businesses um, and I didn't do it for what, for what reason? Mm -hmm. So that kind of pushed me to do something about it. And then, and then once you do it, it's, it's like just starting a new business, doing Instagram reels, whatever it is, it ends up not being as, as difficult or challenging as you originally made it out to be. You realize, whoa, this is actually, I enjoy it. I love it. It's not as hard. Um, and I love doing it. If, if I can make a career out of this, um, or if I could just relieve some stress over, over my life mm -hmm. doing this, that's awesome. Plus, you take the piss out of people. And I think that that's a valuable thing in the world. You know, like that's a common theme in, in, your, in your videos, right? Where you find someone doing something funny or weird or <laughs> exaggerated or just like bizarre. And without making, without like, there's not a shame feel or like a real mean spirited. Right. Take that and, and to have that balance to have it not come off mean too, I think is also pretty valuable. Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily making fun of anybody. It's more, it's more like I'm kind of saying what the audience is speaking to with my reactions. That's one. <laughs> right. And a lot of people are like, I was thinking the same thing. That's hilarious. Right. Or, right. or trying to show the over the top of crap I have around the house of like, you know, someone that looks like, you know, they've got this, this weird makeup on. And I'm like, all right, I'll, 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 yeah. you know, over the top that and just show <laughs> like, like the lady with the fucking eyelashes. That's classic. Socket, Super classic. I yeah. Like, I would go back and I would look forward to watching her just as much as watching your parody of it. Cause it was already a parody, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah. He's dead serious. You know, <laughs> I have, and, and people are like, how do you find these people? Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you, you finding reels for five minutes? You know, it's like, there's so exactly much you, you, we find, or now I get people sending it to me all the time. Oh, They're like, nice. you gotta do this person. You gotta do that nice. person. I'm like, yeah. Whoa. Okay. And it's, I, I have, and I, and I, what I do is I, when I find something that's kind of funny or interesting, or I have an idea for, um, I'll save it and then, and then I'll go back to it. And, and now I have like literally hundreds of videos. Yeah. Um, I just, <laughs> at any time, any moment I'm like, all right, I want to make a video. 
I go through and I just got to pick one of them. And I'm like, all right, this is what, I, what I'm going to do. You know, Ron, yeah, go ahead. Ron. It's interesting to me how, how social media has given us a new medium of entertainment that's like, you, before you had to have a five minute bit put together to be, to, to do stand up comedy, or you had to have some other avenue. 45 minutes. Well, I, well, fuck, you know, a five minute fr Friday night, you know, at the improv, you know, local show, like you, yeah. that shit had to be tight though. It had to be like really put together. And in this medium of like, well, I've got 30 seconds, 60 seconds or 90 seconds. And you mentioned earlier, like sometimes it takes you hours to distill that down. Right. Um, I mean, it's a really cool, um, you know, to overuse it. The word medium is like, it's a, it's a cool place that's oh, given awesome. people um, a much broader place to expand their uh, creativity. Yes. I, I follow, or I don't follow, I get served up a lot of um, great bands that are putting out these little bits of material that I'm like, man, I'm so yeah. glad that the internet exists for, to find these guys. These people are so talented and excited. Absolutely, so, man. The, oh, yeah. The shorts and the reels, like people poo-poo it and, and speak bitterly about it, but... You know, I, I, my, one of my primary ways to make, re, to recharge is an appropriate amount of time scrolling on my feed, whether it's YouTube or Instagram. And if I don't, what's an appropriate to, amount of time for you? I mean, that changes, but I would say never over an hour, um, and never under 15 minutes, you know, so somewhere between there. And if I do that and I, and I gauge how much well, it might be a break, you know, I paint, you know, today I'm going to be painting for eight hours after this, you know, it's like, I, I, sometimes my body needs to be horizontal feet up, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just a way if I hit that and I don't go too long and right. And by this time, it's easy to tell when you go too long, I can feel myself getting tired and, and like, I'm energy is now being taken, not given, you know, the recharge, you know, I get good at that. And I'm like, that's such a great way to recharge. And it, and what's cool too, um, Puya, you know, is, is, like I appreciated you speaking about Iran in your last post, you know, and I, honestly, I was going back through your stuff. This is not a criticism, but I wanted more of that side of you because you speak really well. And I was like, having on my feed, for example, I get serious, I get hilarious, I get beautiful, I get serious, I get hilarious, I get beautiful, you know, and it's just like, and it's just like the symphony of my mind gets brought back up and then I'm off to the rest of my day. Like it, I love that, you know, you, I think that you have a lot of range, you know, uh, with what you could offer people. Maybe you do. I just don't know your content as much, but I really appreciated you speaking about Iran. Yeah, no, I, and that was important to me. Obviously I'm, I'm from there and I, I know what, you know, what the history is and, what's what's happening today that was important and it and it was a couple uh, a handful of the influencer community in that um in that genre we yeah. would try to at, at that moment we try to kind of give out as much information a lot of people that weren't persians or iranians um were kind of learning from the first time because the news wasn't covering it that's what uh, yeah. as much yeah, cool. definitely and it, if they were they were it was kind of just very subtly mentioning things like that with all the things that are happening in the world, showing that on social media, that's, that's, it's a great place to where people get really the, the, the news and information. So I try to show it um, and piece together some, um, some, some comedy in there too, uh, because the fact is 
you know, even even in difficult times, uh, I felt like it there, there needs to be some comedy because at the end of the day, um, yeah, there's there's people that are believe it or not, I didn't know this until I kind of started this. It was um, it was the fact that I would put out content. And then I would get these DMs, starting from the Amber Heard video, I would get these DMs of like some of the most incredible like little DMs that were talking about how I've, you know, helped them through their depression or they're going through chemo and their life is this and um, they're, they watch my videos and now they're just, uh, you know, laughing in their apartment. Uh, and, and they're just, they can't stop laughing and they're enjoying this and they're thanking me. Um, so, so much thankful messages. And then I, I'm, I mean, I get goosebumps when I hear that because, you know, selfishly I'm doing it just to relieve my stress and make myself laugh and be happy. Just like you paint, you're doing it for your own reasons and enjoy, but hearing it from people around the world of the messages pouring in. And it takes a lot for people to take the time and write a message or a voice note and tell you their vulnerable state of what they're going through. So there's probably, you know, 10X that, that aren't doing that, that are enjoying my content. Right. Um, but getting those messages, like this one girl from Iran, um, she, she sent me this heartfelt message. She's like, it was my birthday, it was my 30th birthday. And um, nothing was going right. No one showed up. I was sad. I was, you know, in a depressed state. The whole day was a disaster. And then somehow, you know, by the fate of God, your your feed came into my uh, your your video came into my feed, and I can't stop watching your videos. And you made me laugh all all, all night. And I just wanted to thank you. And I sent her a thank you for you know happy birthday message. And she sent me a voice note that was just so sincere. She was crying. She was like, you've made my day. My friends are ecstatic for me that you've even yeah. reached out. And that was like, whoa, the, the, the impact I'm get, getting or get giving is way, way be, beyond my wildest imagination of people that like really depend on like mood boosters. You know, you never think of it this way. You're doing you're putting a garbage bag on your, on your body and you're walking around like a crazy person <laughs> in your apartment <laughs> in the day. Um, and you're like, and that gives someone a reason to like get up in the morning and do something that's huge. That's like, you, yeah. I, you couldn't, you couldn't, I, I didn't do it for those reasons. And now, and then, and then, and then beyond that, I'll go out in LA, Orange County, um, even in Vegas, I'll be, like he, maybe once a week, which is incredible, I'll be recognized um, by someone. They're like, oh, I saw your content. You're so funny. And it's just, it's boosting my mood. It's it's incredible. And I'm like, oh man, it's like, it's almost like a drug. You're like, oh, I got to oh, put yeah. out more content. This is, yeah. this is amazing. And yeah. people are like, you, your content is amazing. I can't believe I met you. Um, all this stuff. And you feel like a little mini, you know, mini celebrity. Well, that's a that's a real that's a real dope dopamine brain chemistry and for the good it. reasons for the right yeah. reasons you're helping 100 yeah. it's like uh and again this idea of getting parts of ourselves that want to be expressed out in the world 
authentically and going through the fledgling like wing flappings and the failures you know in the falls I like that. to you know to be able yeah. to do that it's one of the reasons ron and i do this this podcast this is an expression of ourselves and it's a process like we can always be better but there are there everything that you said applies to what we've been doing here but also that's not enough for for me and i know this is this is true for ron too like i need to play music you know and so how does that work? Well, I've played music for a couple of decades, but I've never really like, you know, it's never, it, it's been at the same place for a long time. How else can this get out? And then just finding, keeping your eye open, uh, uh, eyes open and being available for maybe a slightly different way that is right sized in your life to get it out there. Because music for me, it's not a profession. I don't want it to be a profession. You know, and then next thing you know, like now I'm playing an open mic once a month. And in past, I would have thought that open mic once a month is not enough. You know, it's easy to think this podcast doing it once a week is not enough. But if you're actually consistent with that stuff and you really do it next week, that mm -hmm. next week comes up pretty fast. That next month comes up pretty fast, you know, for what I need out of music. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I have this rhythm now. I'm more fully expressed. I'm happier. I'm getting these dopamine hits, these serotonin levelings, you know, from people reaching out or people liking something. It's like the idea that social media is this really negative thing, you know, it's like, well, how are you using it? And so yeah. it's again, just really cool to kind of talk a little bit about this with someone who is a further down the line in several of their ways than myself and maybe Ron and I, you know, Ron, Ron and I talk about how we can express our playful side, you know, through maybe videos and through writing it's yeah. just it's ongoing you know of course yeah social media is is really like a tool right it's it's um it could be used definitely for evil and um addictions and people get can sucked into it and yeah it could be and then people could have false sense of reality all of that is within the scope of social media just like a book right a book can have different um uh, information in there and it can brainwash certain people but it can also be used for a lot of good um, and influencers same thing you could be kind of a mindless influencer and just kind of uh, this is what i do on my day you know whatever uh and and just just kind of doing it for whatever purposes but you can also use that platform for good too you can make people laugh and enjoy their 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 self-worth um give them kind of motivation uh to do things or um what i'm now doing like what i've done with iran and i think it's powerful to kind of educate the public on things that are valuable to to, to learn about um and i think like for example the iran thing um that we talked about i'm i'm i i love how you know because of me you've kind of learned a little bit about it and maybe no now you're going to go and tell some of your friends and that that kind of spreads and that's the whole point we're not you know a lot of people are saying you can't really do anything what's the point but it's about information information is is very powerful the more that's out there the the more there's a likelihood for change just like anything in this world uh when there's more people standing behind a cause uh there's a lot more uh, power behind that and there's reasons to make that change and influence people to kind of back you up and back the cause for good and hopefully at what point, at what point i'm sorry to interrupt you but at what point going from your ten thousand to wherever you are now and, and i'm sure it's fluctuating growing every day 
did you realize with great power comes great responsibility? Like you were like, I'm, I'm, I have a voice. I am an influencer. Did you consider yourself an influencer? Did that actually come up? Like allowing yourself to wear that label? Cause you're, cause you're uh, I, talking and stuff about now, like you're, you're, you're responsible with what you're doing and you've got a, a good hearted, good agenda. And sure. so where did that switch for you? Well, there's always, there's always a sense of responsibility with any content you put out. Right. Um, I think you, you can't just mindlessly put things out, even comedy. Um, there's, there's, there's some consequences with putting out the wrong comedy, just like some, um, some comic comedians in the past. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, you gotta, you gotta know what, yeah, there's whenever you have a platform, I think where it changed for me. Yeah. The Amber Heard video kind of launched me to a new status of just having uh so much more followers from around the world um not just the us but you know a lot of following from iran um from istanbul from i mean all over the way and people were just telling me where they were from it was incredible um and realizing that yeah it's it's uh when i guess when i got the messages that it was impacting so many people and they're like, they're just motivating me to keep continually doing it. Um, that's probably the moment I realized that it's it's beyond just for me and my happiness and my bucket list. Um, it's more for, it's it's gonna be a good cut. Like, just like any comedian or any uh, 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 celebrity, right? They're, they realize that, yeah, they're doing it for a job, right now i'm not necessarily doing it for a job i'm not getting uh, the payments i think to, to have any kind of living off of i think eventually i will but yeah it's it's eventually getting to that level and and slowly building up to that uh and, and as far as the influencer comment um i i don't think of myself influencer is like there's so many meanings behind that i i will i consider myself more of a creator hmm. um Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that title suits me a little bit better. I, I don't think I'm influencing anyone necessarily. Uh, maybe, maybe with some of my content, but I'm like creating content that can influence. I'm creating content that can make people laugh or amazed. Um, and it can lead to multiple different directions. Was it um, you who did the, the real <clears throat> that's poking fun at influencers waiting for a Zoom? Oh yeah. Was that you? It was, oh, it was, yeah. uh, it was a live call. That, yeah. That one, that, was, that one was awesome. That one yeah, was, uh, that was good. I was, it was subtle. I was like, I didn't really get it about halfway through. And then I started to get it. And then I watched it a couple more times. I was like, Oh, this is hilarious. And she is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's most inf I don't know if you've ever seen a live with an influencer. That's kind of what it oh. is. They're like, they're like, yeah, follow a few, uh, influencer models and and they'll do that same act really? um of just oh kind of like God. being like you know too good and just like <laughs> hey hi guys just waiting <laughs> just waiting on a couple and just like I acting like they're <laughs> yeah just like, acting like busy and just like reading the comments <laughs> and just like building it up for themselves and um that's that's exactly what i mean that was actually I think that I found the influencer that said that fine. Someone sent it to me. Um, I don't know if that was from a real live call, but 
yeah, yeah. The lip syncing was just. Do you ever take? Do you ever take yourself like? Do you ever realize you've taken yourself a little bit too seriously? Like online, like, do you ever get to the end of a day and you're like, fuck, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think, I mean, don't we all try really hard to be good at what we do, our craft or whatever it is. And, and, and then sometimes you get to the other side of it and go, man, maybe I was a little too heavy handed with that or a little, I took it a little too personally or, or yeah. Has that ever oh, happened to you? You mean per, I took it personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you maybe, maybe uh, you saw your like kind of like the way you used to see yourself, but, but now, or maybe this is a better version. Like you've become the thing that you were making fun of, or you became the thing that oh, you, yeah, just you for know, a second maybe, just for a second, split second. Like your <laughs> yeah, mind slipped into like really needing the likes, or your mind slipped into like taking yourself a little too seriously around this, or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, it, what I'm what I'm doing, I'm making kind of I'm I'm jabbing and making uh, little jokes here and there, just like any comedian, they're, they're making fun of pop news or, or something that's going on. Um, but in a in a, in, not in a hurtful way, it, I, I think it's it's in a nice um, way. But and then I've got to be able to take some of those jabs, too. So if someone finds a video of me that I'm being kind of weird or something I've got to be able to take that heat right um it's unfair for me to like just just do it on that side mm-hmm. so yeah I I think if if I see that if I'm doing I I probably you know who knows but I think I would enjoy that I would encourage that um I did see after the Amber Heard video I did see like three or four um people trying to replicate it mm-hmm. oh. um and uh, it, it, it was good, but I gave them some uh, motivation. I gave them some encouragement, video comments, and they liked it. But yeah, I mean, I, I love, you know, the best form of like flattery is, uh, is what is it? Um, imitation. Copy? Imitation. imitation. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, I've, I've seen it in my business when we're doing, we're selling a product that's just do, doing, I think it's okay. And then other companies are replicating or duplicating it. And I'm like, I take a moment. I, I mean, you're going to immediately get mad and angry and like, what the hell is my idea? But you got to take that ego out and you got to be like, whoa, I, I guess I'm doing something right where this mm. big massive company is is taking note and they're trying to copy it. Yeah. You, whoa. And plus like in, in a truly abundant you know, world and mind and life, you know, you got better That's ideas happen. coming, you know, well, yeah. it's other ideas like I, and I know that there's stakes with companies that I don't experience, you know, like if someone's stealing your idea and it's affecting your money and you, Oh, of course, that's a thing. But for example, I don't think I would ever get mad at someone copying something of my paintings. And I, I have a unique way of painting stars and night skies. And from the very beginning of painting, it was working and people go, Hey, can you teach me how to do that? And I, I remember being like, absolutely. But then I hear these stories about certain people would hide the way they did stuff as artists. And again, they have Mm -hmm. reasons that are, that are legit, but that doesn't fly with me. I don't understand why I would do that because I'm on to the next thing. Like I don't paint night skies anymore. I'm bored out of my mind with that. So on to the next Mm -hmm. people can take it and run with it. And so I do enjoy that, but back to real quick about kind of what you're saying um, about, 
this idea of what Ron was asking about taking the piss out of, you know, each other and certain things is I love the, the roasting um, culture that's happening and how it's being celebrated people getting pretty personally hammered and being able to laugh about it, you know, yeah. it's like, that's an archetype within us. That is the, the in, again, in the archetypal terms, the gesture, the gesture, you know, yeah. yeah, you're, it's that thing. They're allowed comedians way back in the day, the jester was allowed, a court jester was allowed, as I understand it, to say things that would other people would get headed for. Wow. Were allowed to do that. It was understood. And how, wow. what a pure way. And then we look at that in, in the co comedy, um, this ethos of, not ethos, but just there's so much comedy going on, but they're also really under attack. It's like they, they have a little bit of different rules there. It's for comedy. It's for laugh. They right. Don't take it personally. Um, Mark Norman said this great thing one time. He goes, I'm literally just putting words in sequences to elicit laughter. It has no, it has no reflection of my beliefs, you know? Right. And, right. and yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's, 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 it's your, you know, moment you're taking what's happening in reality and, and kind of translating it to maybe something that everyone, like one of my, the things I do in, in my personal life is when someone's acting a certain way, I'll mimic them and I'll, I'll, I'll like uh, make fun of it and in a comedic way, in a funny way. And hopefully that'll generate some laugh because it's, it's based on true reality. Right. Um, but they don't see themselves acting a certain way. And it's um, hopefully it gets them to kind of smile and laugh back and we can have that back and forth. Um, but, you know, the, you live one life and you got to go out and do what makes you happy and hopefully to make a positive experience for so many um, without like some things are inevitable, right? Um, it'll happen. You'll get some hate. You'll get some like oh you're targeting this demographic or whatever do you um, get some of that i was curious. oh yeah have you ever but, been reached out to by the person that you were poking a little bit at no uh the only thing i've seen okay so two things of that once i got Amber one girl to me <laughs> um she blocked me after i posted a video of her oh. uh, maybe it was because she was doing a stupid video at work and i was like making fun of that because she was at work she was like a ambulance um oh yeah i saw that one right yeah <laughs> yeah I, you I did I a couple of them didn't you and she still had it on her page she, i guess she didn't i don't know so it was like okay she blocked me i'm like all right whatever uh and then and then um the other uh the 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 other remember the video i said of amber heard where the the guy just gave the kleenex and um, mm -hmm. he, it was a basic, and, and that's, he does a lot of those videos where he does the TV. Um, he blocked me too, after Amber Heard it kind of blew up. And I, I really enjoyed his content. And I actually reached out to him before I posted that. I mean, he had like 700,000 followers at the time, but I reached out to him and I actually, which I didn't need to, I was like, hey, I love your video. I'm gonna kind of do my own version of it. Something like, I hope you don't mind or something. And he probably didn't read that, but um, maybe what I think happened is that video blew up. His friends kept sending it to him like, look, this is this guy. He's kind of doing mm. similar stuff. And he just got annoyed. He's like, Argh. instead of like 
taking the ego out of it and That's just a good being mic. like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. some people react a different way. Um, and then I'll get comments of like, um, you know, this, this idea is old. This is old. I don't like, <laughs> like, isn't that funny how we, how as consumers were like, it, we feel so entitled to like fresh, g- so give me entitled. the two hot scoops of so fresh entitled. content. Like, like the video I did, uh, last week I got like, this guy was like, yeah, this was like two years ago. This is so, oh and then I'm like, and I got to like jab back on the comments. I'm like, you know, uh, something about like, um, I, I'm sorry to not meet your expectations. I hope you'll be back soon because he's like unfollowing. I'm sorry to meet, not meet your expectations. Unfollow. We, we hope you're going to return back in the near future. If there's anything we can do in the, like, like as a customer service agent, like, sorry, we fucked up. Um, we'll do better in the future. I fucking uh, love or, when people say say they've got to put the thing bag. in. Like I'm gonna unfollow or I'm unfollow, as if that's yeah. like. You I know. don't sit back and just like yeah. it, it, some people block them, some people like ignore them, some people delete them. No, I I respond in a in a funny way where like everyone else like likes and comments and like oh that's a good response because I like I like the it's like okay how am I gonna respond not to like um ostracize them or uh like 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 push them like like bully them i'm not trying to bully them i'm more like playing back like okay let's 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 see how creative you are let's this is Mm -hmm. who i am this is my page you came to my page and you decided to leave this comment Uh, i'm not going to be mean to you but i'm going to show you the reality of where you think you live um and show you how ridiculous you sound I was That's... thinking yes yesterday, like com- comment sections are kind of like traffic. You know, it's a place where we feel really, really free to Be express our anger <laughs> and feel like there's no consequences. You know, like in yeah. traffic, there kind of is, you know, because you flip the wrong person off. It's like they're right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. But and what's, it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, what, what I was going to say to that is that, and it's it's like, nine out of 10 times, maybe 10 out of 10, but I'll give it nine out of 10. It's usually a limited account with like less than a hundred followers and it's a block or it's a private account, private Private account account all the time. It's the ones that are private and and they usually don't even have their profile uh, picture. It's like a picture of like landscape. Why is that? It's just, maybe that's the thirst trap account and they're just like out there you know, just it's either that or, or, I mean, it ends, what it ends up being is it's a projection of their own fears and anger issues, right? They don't, they see that it doesn't, it doesn't mean all of them are like that, but they'll see that. And they're like, maybe they uh, had, had aspirations to like do their comedy and they never did. So when they see something that they can just jump on and and put some hate out, they'll do it. And there's no consequences to it because they usually have, you can't comment them back and mm-hmm. they have all these parameters blocked, but they do it, they project out, um, which is fine, whatever. It doesn't like hurt me, well, um, but it's interesting. It's, it's not people that are, it's not other influencers ever. It's not people that are mm-hmm. putting their own content out. It's, it's not people that have like a, you know, family account. It's usually a blocked account, completely yeah. hidden. And, and, you know, maybe even like 30% of them, 40% don't even have any posts. 
So they're mm -hmm. not even like putting anything out. You know, I just recently, I would say in the last six months, started commenting occasionally on things, <clears throat> even positive stuff. I would, I never did it because I wouldn't even the comment sections, you know, I just found them to be not a lot going on. And then I was like, oh no, I'm missing out. There's some of the comments on reels are fucking hilarious. Oh know? yeah. And oh, like, so, uh, that's like half the fun is going yeah, to comments I never knew and seeing that. what's I there. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I love the collective humor of uh, humanity is so on point, you know, like <clears throat> they'll, they'll be, I'll watch a reel and there's something off about the person or whoever posted it or whatever it's about. Right. And, and then you'll find someone pretty close to the top tells that point. Yeah. And they do it in a hilarious way. And now I look for it and I wonder how long it's going to be until I have to go down before I'll find the person who absolutely nailed this. Like usually it's a pretty subtle thing too, you know? Yeah. But they'll float like, up to the top based on likes and comments. Oh, is that what happens? Mm -hmm. God, I, I didn't know how it works, but yeah, I just recently started um, commenting a little bit and I got myself like I needed to, I get gestured because this person did a fucking comedy bit and they were making fun of like some sort of gender issue. Oh no, sexuality. It was, a, it was, they were making fun of people who were having threesomes. Right. And, and it was just like a bad look. <laughs> it just wasn't funny. And yeah. it was also like, it made him look a little bigoted and uh, it just wasn't a good look and it wasn't that funny. And I was, I was bummed because the rest of his bit was good. And so I made a, a comment that was like, simple like that it's just like not a good look or something like that and then i didn't realize i would get notifications about people responding to my i didn't know how comment mm -hmm. comments work mm -hmm. you guys see i'm a, like pretty dull instrument in that respect i just started doing it but then i got a notification when people started comment and the first one was like it's comedy bro <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that's the thing it's i said comedy. this one got me you know it got me in that little way that made me defensive <laughs> And I started to write back and I don't engage negatively with comments, but I started to write back my opinion. And then I was like, and I just deleted it. I was like, good call. Yeah. I just wrote good call. I was like, I forgot. I lost yeah. myself. You know, I yeah. like that. That was cool, man. Again, it just takes the ego out of it. And you just, you, yeah, the authenticity yeah. of these comments. Um, they're great. And I, and I like to get, it's all about timing too. If you're early on and your comment is good, it'll float up to the top mm -hmm. um, naturally. And it's, yeah, the, like you said, the comment section is is very oh, interesting. Nail them, fucking yeah. nail them. I love, I, I love the, it just reminds me so viscerally of the incredible creativity that we are experiencing right now yeah. in so many mediums. And the one of words and perception is just, it's one of my favorites, it's and great. A lot of people have a lot of, I mean, I meet a lot of fascinating people that have a lot of creativity, but they never did. Like recently I met this girl that was like uh, against social media and didn't have an account or deleted her account and then saw my account and was like kind of fascinated by it. And I'm like, yeah, you can have an account that's not personal and just put out interesting, funny content. And then, because I, I, I like to motivate people to do that themselves. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily competition. It's more, it's like, I, oh. you know, start their own business, uh, create a real account, like putting out TikToks, putting out this. And who knows, something might blow up. She did it. And um, I think her third video or second video went viral, went 10 million on TikTok. Whoa. Um, and I was like, whoa. 
it was it was, it was a good start do you it remember was, what like, it was about like she just started what was it uh it was going through like a, a gross uh a uh a market or, or i'm sorry like a like a retail store and rearranging words in a retail store that you know they had like different letters uh for like you know decorations yeah. um it, you know alphabet letters yeah I know she would mean. rearrange them throughout the store to say bad words <laughs> that's pretty good um and she would just keep walking around the she store would really and do it and she was doing that in in an actual store yeah it was a michael's it was a michael store and i guess michael's is somewhat religious or oh, yeah. yeah yeah they're, so they're, the comments yeah. Or about that, like, oh, you can't do it in these stores. This is wrong. That oh, it's Hobby Lobby is the the one that's religious. Or anyway, maybe it was yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> and that's another aspect of of going real or going viral is is having something where people can go ex, uh, crazy in the comment section, right? Uh. Same thing because the more comments you get, the more Instagram and TikTok realize the algorithms realize okay this is good content everyone seems to like really enjoy it they're sharing it they're commenting on it like crazy we need to show it to more people um so like the amber heard video one of the reasons it did so well is because it was current totally. everyone was in, oh, fascinated with the amber heard video everyone hated her passionately like 98% of the comments were about hate on her, which I wasn't like condoning. I didn't put any hate. There was no hate in my mind. No, message. that was endearing yeah. to her. That um, made her look a little, I don't know. Yeah, like more relatable, I guess. Relatable, exactly. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, everyone was commenting on how uh, disgusting she is, this and that, like stuff that weren't even related to the video. Yeah. It was just all this hate. And then um, there was a couple people that were like attacking me, very few like DMs of like, like, I mean, you get crazy stuff. You get people that are like, oh, you, you're, you're, uh, you're for, uh, what is it? The domestic violence, you're for like making fun of domestic violence victims. I'm like, Jesus. whoa, where do you get That's a that? Pretty like, creative and then I would on. respond back. I wouldn't block them. I'm like, um, just so you know, I wasn't part of the jury. You probably should talk to them. Um, I didn't have anything to do with this. Like, what What are you talking about? Anyway, yeah, the more controversial, not necessarily controversial, but the more um, uh, drama it brings to your video or some opinion, the more opinionated people are about your video, the more it has a chance of going viral. Well, that's one thing that, uh, so Ron and I just had this cool thing happen where we interviewed, we were offered a, an interview to get a writing job for a small film, which by the way, Ron, did you get my email that said we got that job? Nice. Did you no, get the email? No, you didn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, Exciting. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, they, we got it. And awesome. so like, so we have this pretty cool opportunity to work with these people out in, in New York and be their writers. So, wow. Little six, six, seven minute film, uh, very playful, very fun. And we can be deep if we want, but like playful and fun is the idea. When me and Ron have been looking for an opportunity like that for a long time, but it actually, and even what I hope it leads to is that we'll have a blast creating this little, essentially a skit, right? It's in that length of time. 
and then we can kind of work out our dynamic of playfully writing together and then maybe create some content somehow. I don't know because, yeah. because when I, through writing, I can express a part of myself that I can't in any other way. Yeah. And it's because it's limitless, you know, it's like I could write 10 paintings in an hour. It was me 10 weeks to do those 10 paintings. I love how writing can just, you can come up with anything so quickly not to say it's easier, but I really hope that happens through that, through that process, Ron. I really want to yeah. run to establish a fun dynamic between you and I, that we can start to be really playful. Yeah. And I'm sure you've thought of that for a while. Uh, it's, it's something that, uh, it, it, it's, it's, again, it's like something that you don't want to just leave it. You want to, want to explore that, right? It's, it's, oh, man. it's that a regret. You don't regret is the worst thing you can ever live with. I, I think it's like, well, you can't and, go back. And I, like, I used to write plays. My writing career started as a journalist and then it turned quickly creative into writing plays. And I wrote several plays and they were all produced. And I thought I was going to do that. And that was like 12 years ago because my life took a hard right. And this is literally like picking up that thread. It's a little, the universe just like threw a little softball. I wouldn't throw it. I mean, I, I living my life created it, but you know, I, I think that it, it has a way it's given me an opportunity, like an incredibly like privileged opportunity to fucking go back and rediscover part of myself that to be honest, I thought was going to kind of be done. But what, what were you going to say, Ron? Well, I was going to say that about the, going back to the comments thing. Um, I think there's probably a fair amount of time that those folks, even though they're kind of hidden behind a wall or whatever, are probably pretty normal people oh, yeah. who have this like weird, like kind of like Daniel, like some kind of pressure <laughs> builds up and they just got to like say some bullshit that just makes them feel better. That's true. It's usually I, in Ron's direction. I had a good friend. I used to live in, in England. I had a good friend who was a business owner one of the most upright dudes I knew who he, he was just a cool guy. I loved hanging out with. And, and we were, he goes, did you watch such and such YouTube video? And I go, no. And he was like, and he, and we go to see it and someone, something happened where he, he then makes a comment. I watch him write the comment and it was so fucking inflammatory and cruel. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like what happened? Oh. You're normally a very like stand up guy. Huh. I think he said something like you should kill yourself. It was like that. Like, wow. Yeah, so like that he is... went, he, he swung for the fences that's, and he that's... laughed about it. He turned to me. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And, <sighs> and I was like, dude, like that's not, there's not a scenario where that's okay. Yeah. That's not helpful in any way to life. It's like, it's a mis. It's a, I, I don't know. Right. But I would say that's a misguided expression of something in himself that like could rest in another way, you know? Potentially, sure. who knows, right? But that type of stuff is like, remember, there's a human being on the other side of this comment. You know, there is. I think at a certain point, they're going to have to teach us, like, it will become part of our, like, growing up experience of, like, how to live online, how to connect with other human beings online, how to be polite like like because if well it's like louis it's like it's not C happening right now i mean i don't, I don't no, think it, it is. is man louis ck a bit about it he goes he's fucking hilarious he goes he goes you watch kids say something hurtful to a person and then they see the response in that kid and the person they just hurt and they go oh ugh, like that didn't feel good and then they learn don't do that they don't aren't told that they learn from the actual visceral yeah um, 
tone of voice and body language from another human that we've been reading for millions of years in these bodies, most likely. But when you leave a comment, right, you just get to sit with it. And Louis C.K. sits back and he goes, he just goes, mm, you know, yum. Mm -hmm. you just get to sit with that feeling, you know, and it, they never learn a lesson. You're just like, ooh, let's do that again. That felt good. Yeah. You know? And so just the awareness around there's a And they tend to, it's the same thing. They tend to, uh, by having a private account, blocking other, like I never right. blocked anyone. Right, um, right. But by blocking, they can also shield themselves from the response and the backlash totally. Totally. Um, completely. So they can, they never yes. learn. They keep doing it. Um, no consequences. There's no consequences. They get to, they get to do that, that, that thing that makes them them. Yeah. And actually going back to your, you know, you're, you're using this current platform to get this new opportunity to kind of explore that. I'm actually now um, one thing I want to kind of go into my next, uh, I guess, phase is uh, hopefully looking into maybe this year. That's the goal um, to start doing some stand up. Nice. Awesome. This seems yeah. like a, a clear and nice. natural extension of this. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. Like oh, it's, for it's, sure. It's beyond my um, my like scope of uh, like something I'm, I think like I'll be comfortable. I mean, once you're up there, you, you, it's like, I, I guess it's like, you know, jumping out of a plane. Have you, you ever done an it. open mic or anything like that? Uh, I have a, a friend that's kind of a more of an influencer manager. She's kind of gathering up a few different influencers. She's going to have this uh, one where we'll have like three or four of us performing. And one, one thing that another realm I, I haven't really put out on my content that I want to uh, show and uh, probably do it for the stand-up is another area that I focus on for comedy is you know those I don't know if you guys get them those uh, obviously you guys get the, like the uh, emails from the princes that are uh, giving you millions of dollars oh yeah yeah they're, or, in, a bad, the they're in a bad position they need to make move a 55 million dollars yeah yeah the mega million so That's ever since that, I've don't, been you don't have good enough friends <laughs> you never get those <laughs> no i don't know what you're talking about oh man <laughs> well are you uh, serious you don't know what we're talking about yeah what? this is the most classic email scam that's been going on since the yeah. invention of email so oh, there's there's okay. all sorts yeah. of scams um oh, from like you know all right you, i get it ron thank you Jesus. you've got yes. you've inherited money <laughs> or there's now they're making calls because calls are so cheap oh, they're calling yeah. And they're telling you publishers clearinghouse make the lottery you just want it and they're targeting um older folks yeah uh and, and it's a billion dollar billions of dollars i think my, it's like my mom billion. almost got scammed uh, uh, several months ago by one of these things yeah many many have so it's it's the right uh area to fuck with uh because i mean no <laughs> one really has uh love for that um so what i do i mean most people hang up or 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 uh don't respond or or consider them spam i engage with them in 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 uh in a very long form and hook them in to this elaborate story and it just becomes epic so i've been recording my calls. You you do that with the actual scammers oh yeah I and do that. Like, oh, that sounds oh, juicy. I change I my that. voice uh, to this like older guy, like, hey, <laughs> that's how you such doing? a good idea. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm like the senile guy that's just <laughs> an idiot, right? Because 
because it's almost like it's almost like a torture like at the end of it and and it doesn't go on for minutes or hours even it goes on for weeks and months i get them to literally invest all of their time and energy because it's i know the tactics and psychological how to psychologically how to like kind of get them in with greed right the same techniques Mm -hmm. they use to extract money thousands and dollars from older folks that are you know or or people everywhere i mean everyone has been a lot of people have been scammed even doctors and lawyers have um but use those same methods of greed and and the money's right around the corner and just torture them beyond <laughs> because i make them think i'm an idiot which sometimes i am but strategically um where they uh they feel like they're going to get this money it's right around the corner it's right there. And I, oh, it's just the, the things that come out of their mouth, like the, the names, they, they just, and then by the end of it, they go on this tirade rage. I'm talking like they start cussing at me in their native language. Like (laughs) you've got a guy I've, I've made him cry on the phone (laughs) where it's, it's like, they're telling me like how, like their life has been. And I'm like, maybe this isn't the right job for you because <laughs> it's, they're they're like they're a uh they're like the publish or the mega millions uh uh hey, agent good, to man. give the money to to the publishers clearinghouse right they're supposed to deliver the money they're the agent that's supposed to do that but they have to collect the fee and this fee is right around the corner but at the end they're just like I've never, my heart's race. Like my, I've have, I have heart problems now. And <laughs> you're, you're causing me so much stress. You are the worst thing. And they're just going through this and they're like, I can't sleep at night because I know when they're, when it's night there, I'll give them tasks to do at night. I'll, I'll make oh them my God. living, like just torture the hell out of them. Right. And you can hear it in their voice, how tired they are, how exhausted, how mentally drained they are, how their friends, they'll, they'll even say how their friends think they're crazy because their friends are making money all around them. It's just them that they think I'm going to give them thousands or millions right around the corner. So they're hooked and they can't stop. And they're just like, I, I, I can't sleep at night. This is, I'm like, maybe you're not a good, you're, you're, this isn't the job for you. He's like, no, I'm good. I've done this before. <laughs> I don't, maybe it's time to get another job. I'm we, talking about them being a scammer, but they're thinking, who, I think yeah. they're this agent. Oh yeah. You, you made me feel sorry for the scammers. That's Oh, there is people. So in my comedy <laughs> act, I got to make sure people know these people really extract millions of dollars yeah. from seeing, I mean, and to the point of a lot of people commit suicide over it because they'll take all of their life savings. Um, some people have to go out of These retirement. are the victims of these scams. These, yeah, 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 I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, to be clear. Yeah. Uh, the, the victims are just, I mean, it doesn't take much to look them up on YouTube. You, yeah. Type in um, scammer, suicide, v- victim, and you'll get pages of it yeah. because they'll, they won't stop. They, they don't have a heart. Don't, no matter what sob story you give them, and I'll give them sob stories just to test their limits and they won't stop. They don't give a fuck. They'll, oh. they'll take every dime mm. from you um, with, and they'll make you take out loans. Like there was a guy that um, they got, they got 
uh, a few hundred thousand. She had to mortgage her house. They took more money. And the husband knew it was a scammer. The wife believed it was right around the corner. They were going to make millions. She can repay everything. And she finally like was talking with this, um, this news crew about her experience. Um, and, and they were showing, but the way she was talking was she still believed even to that moment. She's like, well, she had to, I mean, she had to because otherwise her brain, five. yeah. But I think if I feel like I didn't get it because of this final tax that I had to pay and they're like sitting her down, like there is nothing there. Yeah. And the husband was like, literally like, I, uh, I have to go back to work because of her and I can't commit because they brainwash Damn. to the level of just, so yeah, that I'm, I'm a hero in that sense. Uh, the more time, yeah. the more time I waste, some of them have probably changed career paths. Um, the more time I waste, the less they're going to be talking to your mother or your grandmother mm -hmm. um, and extracting money there. And yeah, they, if they like, literally, if I, I, I'll get a bunch of calls because I answer all my telemarketer calls, all my scam calls. I'll take time off of work to just, it's so much fun. It's so much because I've got the technique. And if you listen in on some of these calls, Oh, you got to share those. I was doing sure. that. I was doing that for I'll a while you. with oh, the extended, please do. Please I was do. doing that with the extended warranty calls and, and, uh, they would answer and I'm like, Hey man, I've got a 15 year old Land Rover. I would love this warranty <laughs> <laughs> go into it. As soon as I heard Land Rover, they'd hang up. <laughs> but, you, know, you, you got to take that to another, I'll take that to another <laughs> level. I'll be driving down the street while I'm giving or I'll put road noises on like I'm really driving. <laughs> And then I'll get into an accident with flames and fucking paramedic. And I'll be like, yeah. And then they'll be like, give me the card number. And I'm like, four, five. And, the, and then the ambulance comes. And then like the next call, I'll be in the, in the ER. The doctor will answer. I'll change my book. I'll go to the extent where they understand there's no human on earth that could do this is capable of this. So their mind, this guy is actually living this weird fucking life because they can't believe it. The, the stories that are happening, the sounds they're hearing, they're just, they feel like they're in hell because they're just like, what is my luck with it? this guy just was about to give me 20,000. It kind of reminds me of this guy. I turned Ron on to him. I can't remember his name, damn it. But he, he started impersonating athletes Mm. <clears throat> and he would sneak his way onto oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, games like, and uh like playoffs. Oh, but he took it exactly. But he actually the uh, apotheosis of his of this lifestyle he was living was he he accepted an Emmy. Wow. Holding I think I like, heard about that. Two years, he, years. And he was like invited on Johnny Carson and he would always get arrested. He always knew. Oh, I remember arrested. this guy. It was, this was in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, he well, didn't yeah. accept the Emmy. He came up with the crew. No, he accepted the Emmy really? and gave a speech because he thought he snuck, his, he snuck his way onto the, uh, into the Emmys. Oh my got God. Got himself close enough to get fast enough on the stage. But then also he was smart. He thought he was accepting it. He thought he was accepting it for a, an actor who was not there, who couldn't make it. So it was kind of the perfect one for him to do, but she was there and she comes up right behind him. And then 
they just rolled with it and they usher her straight off stage. She never got to give her acceptance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so sad. Okay, that's, that's really a little sad. evil. That's pretty good. But hey yeah. guys, I gotta I gotta wrap this up. This is please, this is uh I'm looking forward to what's gonna happen. Your next yeah, your next that's date a good idea in comedy. That. I mean it it is it's obvious that this is like you're made for this kind of stuff and you've got the brain for it and, and yeah and the guts awesome, to do that yeah it's a psychologically uncomfortable position for most people to be in you know and you're just happy oh, yeah. you're rooting you around like a little it. pig you gotta, you gotta step out because it's like you see these these uh these stand-up comedians or or a tv show or a movie community you're like i could i could have done that like that's mm. another regret you're like yeah well yeah. why didn't i who cares now you are before we lose you, can I ask one uh, short sure. question? I think it might be just an ignorant, uh, ignorant American thing, but I pronounced uh, Iran as Iran. Is it pronounced Iran? Like, should Iran. everyone just, okay. Yeah, but cool. no one's going to beat you up for it. But well, yeah, I, yeah. I just Iran. never knew uh, until this moment. So, okay, Iran. Iran, cool. yeah, Iran, uh, yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming on and chatting Absolutely. with us. I'm glad we, we snuck this one in. We were supposed to have an AI conversation with another guy who couldn't make it, it opened up last minute. So Oh, I'm glad it did. No, I, I, I loved it. I, I always appreciate these kind of things. And cool. no, it was, it was exciting. It was fun. Cool. We'll let you know when it comes out. And uh, looking for, I'm really looking forward to seeing your new content, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate send it. Send me some clips of. Oh, I'll send you. Your, yes, I got it. Like I, that's. I'm excited. I'm giddy. I'm. I'm like on the edge of my seat already. I'll send them. Just don't. Uh, don't share them too. Nah, yeah, oh no, no, yeah. no. These these clips you can share. They're just oh. snippets. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll let you know if I if I ever have any that is like. Are you uh, gonna put them together in like long form, like YouTube or something? I like really want to. So that's yeah. that's the goal. One of them, yeah. one of them is is six month. It just ended. Oh it's my been gosh. a six month. Uh, I call it scam baiting. Um, six month. This guy has been persistent for six months. This is one that I actually did the fake car crash. I was in a coma. He was talking to the doctor. <laughs> it was he he actually had to act as my wife to get the money. So he talked to the do doctor as my wife with a voice like, hello, this is this oh, is Mr. Yes. He called he called me Hashem. I don't know why he mispronounced my name. He, uh because he looked me up, my number. So he did the research uh oh, afterwards. Wow. It is Unre it's just too long it's like months long and that's finally, the type of thing they could turn into a fucking sitcom you know what i mean like, i that's... wanted to i if you guys have contacts with netflix wow i have all this <laughs> you know what i want you to do is is to, is to collaborate with the guy who hacks into the call centers i've seen those two those guys are insane i mean that's 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 another level that's that's a little comedy but more like really fucking them up justice um, boner kind of stuff yeah yeah i fuck with them with their psychology i love I it i fuck with them where they can't sleep at night and and they're like <laughs> they have stories to tell for ages of like i almost came to you know with this guy he was he i got, mean can the, you believe the, it he got into a car accident the then reality is those guys were just trying to make a buck too and they're and they oh yeah it's like I mean, an unfortunate endeavor for them to get into but like they're you know they're trying to just eat and i just love the part where he goes maybe this isn't the best job for you it's like <laughs> that's such a complex moment that could have such great you oh know, there's a lot results. of moments where i where i steal it back and i'm just like let me see if i can really tap into his brain and see if he understands the the metaphors i'm putting out there um 
and they tend to not because they're so they're like they're seeing their buddies making like ten thousand a month, twenty thousand, and the five hundred a month is a lot over there. But they're they're like rolling in diamonds and shit, and they they're stuck with this guy that's about to pay him like a hundred grand, and he's just so close, and they're just like <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's it's amazing. it's great. I think I mean. Look, I have this, I have this troll in me that needs to like, I also need to like mm. be vicious back. We all maybe have it. Exactly. Um, That's yeah. such a crap. But I need that. I need to like, I need to, I need to. Uh, You're the serial that, killer who kills serial killers, man. I need to throw it out to a demographic or group <laughs> or something or an industry. Um, so I'm focusing my energy on an industry that needs that in their yeah. space. Yes. Um, and hopefully, you know, it helps the world at the end of the day. Right. I mean, it definitely helps my mood. I, <laughs> I am just like smiles. Sometimes it's just like so good that I'm just, it, it rarely happens when I'm just like laughing and I got to mute. Oh, I, I'll send you some stuff. It is. I can't wait. It is amazing. That's yeah. great, man. Yeah. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much. Looking forward to what you got coming yeah. down the pike. Absolutely. And, yeah. Where are you guys based? I'm in Portland, Oregon, downtown okay. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. I'm in, I'm in North Cal. <clears throat> North Cal. Okay. Okay. You guys are. Yeah. If if you I'll find can. out, April is uh, the expected time uh, for the show. I got to prepare for it. Um, but if you guys are down, I'll let you know when it happens. If you can, uh, it'll probably be in LA for cool. your stand-up show. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. I put it like you, I have no content technically. I have. I got to put it together. But the more I put it out. Uh, to friends and everyone I meet, it's it, it's harder to back out, right? Yeah, it's kind absolutely. of like you're like you're, you're committing. taking pictures. You tell people or you tell yourself like I'm gonna go lose weight, I'm gonna get muscles, da 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 da, and then you don't end up doing it. But you put it out on Facebook or Instagram, you take a picture, and you're like, okay, it's six months, I'm gonna. This is my body now. That's accountability. That's mm -hmm. like fuck. And then the next time you meet someone, they're like, hey, what happened to that business you said you were gonna start or or that comedy? You're like yeah i didn't do it you you don't want to face that that's bigger fear than that fear mm -hmm. okay. right i like that that's Absolutely. good man yeah that's good cool. yeah All dude right. good to see you good to meet you really enjoy our time together i know yeah, we can awesome. have some more yucks in the future take care good Appreciate luck on that show i hope to see it yeah thank you guys awesome cool field dressing yeah boy hashemi retroactive how what, what do we call these delayed the delayed you know sometimes in a hunting situation you might have a good shot like a clean shot yes but that animal still blends into its surroundings and can disappear for a good amount of time and and you could be walking around tracking it for a long time looking for it you shot it it's it could be dead yeah but it it just falls in the thickets it runs through the thickets runs down a ravine up another side hides behind a fern you know just something like that and you're out there just just like stressed out as hell full anxiety hoping that animal's dead and not suffering you know that's right. the, that's the that's the the dread no hunter likes I, that do you mind if i crack a brewski yeah go for it anyway uh the field dressing is now Right, we're, we're we're on the we're on we're hot on the trail. Well, it's delayed because we uh, we had to get moving. We had to hustle, and so sometimes we do a delayed field dressing, and I love when we do that. And then yeah. then every anytime I can have a beer on cutting for sign, I'm happy because 
if I had my druthers, I would, that would just be part of most episodes. So 9 a.m. drinking. So you no, I mean, <laughs> I had my druthers, like we wouldn't record at 9 a.m. Oh, right. <laughs> you'd prefer, you'd prefer happy hour recording. So you could, drink. I don't know if I'd prefer that, but you know, we were kind of doing that in Hawaii when I was in Hawaii and you were in Costa Rica. Oh yeah. Remember that? That was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was nice. Yeah. But no, I like what we're doing, but still it's nice to, it's nice to relax and <clears throat> kick back a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the episode. What do you think? Well, you know, I thought it was great and I was just really surprised how it ended and, and in a pleasant way, like he's, are you talking about the way he, he was, is getting into scamming the scammers? Yeah. Yeah, scamming the scammers is fucking dark, man. Like, <laughs> well, you, why do you think it's dark? <laughs> dude, he takes it far, man. Like to the point, like I was starting to feel sorry for the scammers. And then he he had like, he was at like a six out of 10. And I was already like, okay, you know, it's bad. And then uh, it was, I was feeling bad for the scammers a little bit. And then he had three or four more to go levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it that way. I don't know if a lot of people do. I don't know. However, we did talk about that. Those are just people trying to make a living and they just happen to have found that path. And I'm not like, you know, I, I don't, there are a few criminals. I'm like, you're a fuck. You're a terrible human being. Oh, cause you, you can sympathize with them. A little bit. Yeah. More or less, more or less. There are folks out there who are doing terrible shit. Don't get me wrong. Oh. And if you know. someone were to argue that those people are the scammers are some of the people doing terrible shit, I think it's a fair argument because without when doubt, started, when he started to talk about how they ruin lives. Oh, they totally do. They, you know, they, they string lonely older people along. Uh, they, they get them to fall in love, all kinds of things. I only know this because my son made me watch a documentary with him about it. Really? Yeah. There's so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a scamming farm out of uh, Jamaica in particular that uses uh, individuals who work in resorts and they're able to do these like perfect American accents and they will, they will pull the, the information from the resorts and say, Hey, you know, um, Mr. Pinter Klein, did you, you were, you know, you, you enjoyed your time at the resort at such and such a date. You were entered into a contest for the Corvette. We don't know if you know this, but you won. You know, and they'll then they'll send you the keys to the Corvette. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> and so you've got the keys to the Corvette in your hand. That cost them like 200 bucks or whatever. And they're like, but it's going to cost you 8000 for the transfer fees and all of that. Like, you know, that's just one of the scams. They do. They do. Okay, very, okay. So what's the fall yeah. in love part, though? What about that? Well, then, you know, a lot of times the the they'll uh, just in the in the in the uh you know just like kind of the bullshitting that goes in between like you having to talk to somebody the woman will like start to tell the man some of her story and then ask him details about his life and just say things like oh, i don't get to talk to people like this very often you really so, know you really so, know me so they'll say they'll you'll fall in love as the scammy with the scammer yeah. as a way for them to get more money out of you yeah 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 that's pretty fucking brutal man um, it's super brutal. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, my, my thing with, with Puya is that I'm so impressed by is 
And it's something that I, you and I have talked about many times on the podcast. And we've talked about it in, in relation to our own personal lives and how we might, we might um, do this thing, which is that you let some dark part of your personality out in a way that works in the world. Man. Right. <laughs> you no, know, it's Jack Black doing Tenacious D where he gets to be this hyper crazy egotistical person and you know it's not him but it's an aspect of him that doesn't get shadowed like when people say that stuff gets pushed into your shadow then it'll come out in ways that are not really healthy and it's um that guy who pretended to be i was think i mentioned it to puya uh that pretended to be athlete an athlete oh yeah yeah back in the 70s yeah man he did that for decades and (laughs) You know, that's he, hilarious. Yeah, and he became <laughs> kind of known for it and yeah. ironically a celebrity for it. And I, I just that that part of you that wants to like, you know, and I don't want to like psychoanalyze you or anything, but yeah. like that like liar part of you, you know, I feel like that's that's like potentially, potentially like just bat this back and forth if you want, but potentially a a part of you that's that writer that's coming out in the world, you know, that wants to create um stories you know and um there's other reasons that could be for when we tell fibs you know but i i know that when i have like a little part of me that wants to lie or something like that Mm -hmm. i let it play in the world you you, oh like um you're like you just let that you just let that come out in whatever way it's coming out well no i mean you find creative ways you find ways where it it it, you find uh practical jokes that'd be oh i see i see or like telling somebody you're my brother you know, to the, play pharmacy, the, yeah. <laughs> the pharmacy, yeah. The pharmacy. I wonder what law I broke <laughs> telling them I was your brother. Ron's referencing when he was picking up my prescriptions <laughs> for me because I was out of town. And he did this several times. And then after a while, they, they were like, who are you? <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's my brother. And the, the mercurial nature of the, just the ease with which you lied, I love it. <laughs> I was nervous underneath. I was underneath the cool, the cool oh, hate really? facade. Yeah. Really? Yeah, man, if we all were challenged to find some aspect of our shadow, our unexpressed part of our personality and, and find it, find a unique way for it to live in the world, I think that we would all probably be a little happier. Have you heard of Mark Greeny? Uh-uh. He's an author. He wrote he wrote a, a New York Times bestselling series called The Gray Man, which ended up being a movie on Netflix. And, and he, he, you know, the, the main character of The Gray Man series is, is, a, is the world's best assassin you know, trained by the CIA and he does fucked up okay. shit, like cuts eyelid, sure. eyelids off and all that's, oh, you know, God. brutal, oh. brutal stuff. Oh. Yeah. Cut your eyelids off. And, and, uh, I heard him in an interview recently and they're like, are you fucked up, man? And he's like, no, I'm not. I feel great. <laughs> and, and then they, they got into a discussion that we've talked about before where, um, uh, Stephen King, you know, people are like, you must be really fucked up. He's like, no, exactly. I'm not. I'm really, you know, I, I'm not I feel fucked great. Up because I sleep I super well. Yeah. It yeah. comes out. And I think I've heard them both talk about um, a lot of that stuff's not even in their mind until they're writing. And then it just, the character is alive in its own way. And these things play out. It's excellent. It's, it's, yeah. it's in my opinion, it's, human life 101 you know it's we are our purpose potentially is to bring those subconscious contents and potentiality from 
the murk of 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 consciousness of 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 the universe and make it conscious you know and yeah that's well, done I, in some dark ways and it's done in a lot of really beautiful ways well i think that's probably what puya is trying to do i think he even mentioned it actually is that he's like hoping to get the to like interrupt the person enough to go is this worth me doing this should i choose something else to do versus trying the to scam these yeah trying i mean to scam these innocent people that's the like hallmark you know version of it <laughs> the hallmark I, I didn't really get that impression that that was his goal it was just every once in a while that happened you know what you know? we should pitch a story we should pitch a movie to one of our last guests yeah uh, tim elba tim who write who does who does hallmark films and we should <laughs> here's the pitch you ready okay okay ready. it's the situation where a woman calls and starts to scam a guy he falls in love with her she's gonna take all his money she does take his money and then she finds out she ruins his life however in the process she also falls in love with him and then once she realizes she's in love she's got to you know go through the incredible journey to get his money back from the bad guys the real bad guys oh i like that twist and then get back to america or wherever get him his money and he's found out already that she's a scammer oh he has oh yeah yep would it be more interesting if he had not that's a good question well she has to get the money back to him Without. I think it always ha no. It, there has to be a conflict between them, and I think that is the conflict. Like he knows he got scammed, and then, but he also has to understand somewhere that he's like that she's in danger. Maybe, maybe he's part of like saving her. Maybe. I like it. Yeah. Okay. It this is a premise. Me, this is some hallmark shit right here. We're, it reminds we're me. Of, well, most movies these days, not most movies, a lot of movies have a hallmark aspect to them. Like, you know, it makes me think of Knocked Up a little bit. You know, mm. Seth Seth Rogen. Uh, knocks up a girl who's way out of his league she got too drunk film. one night Super yeah fun. so um he and then they try to work it out right but then the conflict is is he doesn't have his shit together you know but that's she, the, the love story of one person lying or one person not having you know presenting as something else is is this tale as old as time i mean that's like is it i wonder what the oldest one is it's it's uh it's shakespeare it's the it's the guy who could write well who was writing for oh yeah um, roxanne roxanne which is the steve martin version of it there's another one that just came out yes. that was recently done yeah i mean at least it's at least that old <laughs> if not older that's why i think acting is so acting is a is a good version of what we're talking about done in mm -hmm. such a way where you're choosing roles because you can also just like float your way through and skip off the surface as an actor but if one acting can you can use acting as a way to get some shadow to live in the world in a really healthy way that's how i would use it you know acting would be a great example of how to do that and that's what puya is doing when he scams the scammers he slips into a role that's what puya is doing when he does his 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 yeah, comedy you and you get the feeling that he he fucking loves it like he he oh. loves stepping out of that role and he's doing it as much for himself as anything else i i respect i could feel that immediately and sense that with with how he's coming up with these storylines even yeah. for the little skits he's and, he, yeah. and then him talking about like this is this isn't 15 minutes of work this is hours of work that go oh, into yeah. these yeah. things that's a real performer and i i gotta tip my hat to that 
you know, someone stepping into performance. Amazing. It's just good, man. Yeah. I like, I, I just having fun and, you know, some of his content isn't totally for my like style, you know, of, of, of comedy. I don't hey, like every bad Brad Pitt film. You don't? No. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> no, but you know. I forgot to mention the wall of Brad Pitt posters behind you. <laughs> and that's the reason you have your, your background blurred. He <laughs> does seem like a pretty great guy. Like I do have a little bit of a man crush on Brad Pitt. How could you not? I, let's let's face it. How could you not? They just seem like the seasoned wines, although he's sober and I don't you know, I don't you don't know. trust it's, over people. I kind of not really, you know, to an extent, <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> so for a reason. <laughs> um, you know, sobriety is maybe a, a good way, and I know I'm treading on your territory, so I tread lightly. But yeah, watch what you say. Sobriety seems like a prob- possibly a good way to stuff the shadow down, in some mm-hmm. ways, as could drinking. As could drinking. Sobriety could be if you're if you don't have a place for it to come out, and if somebody's working a program, that shit comes out in ways in in the healthiest and on most honest and messy ways. Right. Like being in a good program and telling your shit is so cathartic, because you can say you're dirty as shit and it's not judged. You can say it, and and in fact, you have to. That's part of your program. That's part of your recovery. At the same time, don't some you spend a lot of time in these circles? Do you have you found some people, the sobriety itself becomes the new like kind of fanatical thing? Yeah, for sure. However, would you rather have someone be fanatical about talking about their shit or drinking a bunch and then smacking their wife? Or that's a different conversation. Road? That's that's of course, of course. Yeah. I see that. But if you're trying to live the most authentic life, I would think that sobriety and that lifestyle i would think in my estimation my observation that at some point in time that too could become something that keeps you from letting go of of aspects that that maybe want to live and it may be wrong that it's that they can't they're too destructive they, yeah. they can't come out of you you have you know it's too late they, they're not going to work in your life you're not you don't have that you've done too much damage to yourself. Like you just don't have the options to let it out in a healthy way. So you fucking put a cap on that thing and, 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 and live another life. Like, dude, I'm not, that's not judgment. That sounds, that sounds like a a win. Yeah. 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 It it is very uh, nuanced as well. Cause there's the, the cap on the negativity is one thing. Not drinking is one thing. There are still plenty of assholes and psychopaths who don't drink. Yeah. And who are in the program. <laughs> program. And who are in the program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> well, that's kind of I've met plenty of people like, oh, shit, that guy's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it is subtle. And I don't want to speak for anybody, but um, it's a good trade, in my, in my opinionation so far. Well, I, I look forward to, you know, we, you know, cutting for sign, thinking mm-hmm. about Puya thinking about reflecting on his the way he's lived you know we talk to people who are a little ahead of us you know who are a little more developed in some ways and him having two he has three real maybe even more roles that he's playing that are pretty 
fully expressed, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's clear that he's a, that he's a performer and a business guy. Yeah. And the business part of him, we didn't really talk about, but it's a big part of his life. You know, he's got right. a few different programs and I'm sure he's, he'll probably, he's the type of guy who seems like he'll continue to make businesses. Like that's he a sound, thing. That's a kind of business guy. But he also sounds like an inventor, you know, in what way? Well, I think he, he either invented or facilitated the invention of that COVID screening, mm. you know, and that's like using AI. So I don't, I, I, <clears throat> we didn't find out if he was the one who invented that, who works, you know, yeah. like boots on the deck with the AI and, or if he hires, you know, and gets the right people together. But yeah. I, I got the impression he's kind of a mad, mad scientist a little bit too. And you can yeah. see that in the elaborate costumes and trinketry, you know, that he and he's uses a magician. Skits. I mean, he's a, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Thank you. The dude's a magician. So, so you're okay. So like the online content, the scam scammers and the magician all do have a performative as, aspect to them, but yeah. all three of those are very different too. Yeah. You know? And all three take a pretty high level of mastery to pull off. Yeah, man. I wonder, so there's that, there's that piece. Okay. Like whether it's business or performing or magician, like to get it to look at, or scamming the scammers to get it to look well and to pull it off, there has to be a very high level of control. We just dissect him. That's it. He loves fucking control. <laughs> yeah. But we've had people on here who have a different type of control that is maybe not so it's like controlled chaos, you know, it's, it's being centered and calm and ready and prepared. It, it reminds me of somebody who free solos climbing, Ooh. climbing without ropes. Really? You, yeah. You have to know it really well, or it has to be well below your ability. And you can't be, I was just hearing, uh, listening to Alex Honnold, Honnold say that there's no fear. He's not afraid when he gets afraid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So, and whenever I, like, I've just started like the, doing open mics and stuff, you know, and, and just really nurturing that performative part of myself back mm -hmm. into the world, you know, and, and one thing that I've been talking in that dance that I did dance performance I did last week, is I don't, I, I welcome the mistakes. Hmm. Nice. Because I, low stakes situations, but that have just enough pressure. You know, we performed in front of a hundred people at that dancing in a big auditorium. There's 40 people at the, at the uh, open mics, you know? So it's like, it's, it's not three people, right? So it's just enough pressure, but also very forgiving people. Mm. And so, and not fast songs and not hard things. No tomatoes know, you know? being thrown at you. You know what I mean? And so up. it's a sweet spot of, uh, where you, I, I can be like, let's make some mistakes here. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's more important to recover from mistakes and roll with them creatively and, and, and in the moment than it is to not make mistakes. That's a yeah. better skill. The first one. Don't you know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 So let yeah. Me, before we go, I know, I know we're just, yeah. you just have a couple minutes, right? Yeah. I, I got to roll this up. Okay. Let me up. ask you one question to finish it up. Okay. Just yes, game me. Yes, game. Okay. Improv That's game. Right. We'll see. We got it. okay. What is a way that 
what are three ways rattle them off mm. maybe mm. that you part of some part of you could live in the world in a unique and maybe a little crazy way but that works with your life do you mean do you mean in a letting the letting the um the devilry out of me a little bit devilry having nothing to do with evil right but yeah yeah letting any risk taker part of me the part of whatever me you could list ready. off to, i love that that's great yes well one um i said i set the old writing writer's timer this morning did some writing yeah so that's that feels like always a homecoming sure always it's a great answer um Another one is to make myself available to meet people in public places, not like people I know, but like if I'm in a, if I'm in a crowd and I don't know anybody to introduce myself, to be curious about people, ask them a ton of questions, just get curious and like assume I'm going to, I'm going to have a great time listening to whatever they're telling me. So being more outgoing with strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, for sure. And then one more swing for the fences, buddy. Swing for the fences. Huh? Um, on a side note, I've been driving a little bit too fast lately. Oh, that's and I, a... and I had to reel it in the other morning. I was like, Oh, that could have gotten bad. See, that's a good example of, yeah. of shadow coming out. I know that feeling too. Yeah. Feels good. To drive fast. Really loud music drive really fast. I, when those things happen for me, I know that I need to, something needs to be taken care of. I go, uh, I go silent on the radio. So I have full, full, like all my faculties about me to drive fast. I know I'm about to get. I'm, well, I wasn't saying those yeah. things being. Oh, I see. What you're okay. Yeah. 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 Either one oh, of those. Got it. Okay. I don't do either one of those uh, regularly. Yeah. I try not to do, I, not, I try not to drive fast very often. Um, so that and I was on a good. road. I was on a road that had just had a traffic death. And then I oh. like just escaped. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is the universe telling me to slow the fuck down. But see, that's like something that, okay. So if, let's say here's a few ways you can do with that. It's like, well, what's that? What is that indicative of what part of myself? And then what are some other ways for it to get out? But yeah. then also maybe I just need to drive fast and in some safe environment, you know, like go sure. to a race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Drive yeah. fast cars. That's good answers, buddy. Thank you for uh, indulging me. What about you? Well, you gotta go, right? I gotta go, but I've got time to hear three. Fuck me. Um, probably picking up being an actor again. Mm. Um, that would be a safe, good way for me to uh, express some aspects of myself. Mm -hmm. um, By the way, um, I've been I've been fielding auditions on in Portland for commercials for ambiguously yeah. ethnic. Ethnically man ambiguous. One. Yeah. <laughs> Mustache man. Uh, some sort of, oh, I have answers for this. Probably, okay, yes. Getting uh, better and better at performing music hmm. and letting the rock star out more. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. going to be singing two songs that are coming up. And Mike, one of the people from that dance troupe asked me if I wanted to uh, wing her on a song. Nice. Um, so, like, it's kind of, that's building. Yeah. That's so, yeah, like letting that. the rock star out. Uh, acting and then number three would be maybe like dressing in women's clothing come on please <laughs> please do that you know like not in having, a steven tyler kind of way like like that's your rock star that's your rock yeah, star just, that wants to come like, out 
like Dennis Rodman wearing a wedding dress and marrying himself, you know, yeah. like, I have a huge respect and admiration and awe for Dennis Rodman. So like, yeah, just tat- tatting up, you know, mm-hmm. being more free with clothing. Yeah. Just okay. having more fun. Fuck the judgment and the weird this and the stigmas and all. Just just express and be playful. I love dress it. up in costumes. Yeah, I love it. I have a funny story about clothes and and coming out of my shell a little bit. Can I end on this, please? The story. You know, I I think we've talked about this maybe on the podcast before, but I got like bit by the by the Kerouac uh, <clears throat> bug. You know, in college, and yeah, read like beat literature out the out the yin yang and you didn't let it ruin your life good job oh so close though man i almost did it was really close um but i stopped wearing jeans because some character in one of those stories i think it was dharma bums like they don't wear jeans and i was like i'm only gonna wear chinos from now on that's fucking hilarious (laughs) what are chinos like flat-fronted khaki pants you know like non-pleated but just flat-fronted anyway it was it was a time of my life and so the first pair of jeans I buy was probably in my early twenties, okay. like 22, 23 years old. And, and I had, and they were like a distressed pair of rocker jeans that I bought at some rocker store in, yes. in California, had them like a year or so. And I'm working at a, uh, a rug store in Santa Fe. And so in this, in my gay coworker goes, what do your pants say on your ass? I'm like, what are you talking about? My pants don't say anything on my ass. He's like, this let me know he's checking my ass out. Number number one, number two. He's like he's like bend over a little bit. <laughs> I was like, this got me a trick. Yeah, like so it. I start to like look behind, and sure enough, there's something very faint on my butt. And I go in the mirror. No, no, I bend over a little bit, let him look, and he starts howling with laughter. He goes, "Do you know what it says on your on your ass?" I go, I didn't know anything was there. He goes, "It says mayhem." <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know what's funny about that. I mean, there's layers to this, okay? Like the mayhem? fact that mayhem is just printed over your ass. It can be an eschatological joke. It could be a shit joke. <laughs> <laughs> is that what scatological means? Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. It could be a gay joke. Like it could, mayhem. but then I didn't know this. So years, I, I just kept wearing it. And then years and years go by and I see. I'm glad fuck, you kept wearing it. I'm glad you I did. Of course. Of that course. shouldn't put you off. I saw Tommy Lee, the tattoo on his on his belly. You know, Pamela Anderson's ex husband, oh, Tommy Lee. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, it's the same fucking tattoo on his belly. It says mayhem. mayhem. Turns out I had some Tommy Lee pants. They had no idea. You got a little Tommy Lee in you. Mm-hmm. I sure sat on some Tommy Lee for a good while. That's for sure. Well, I think that's a great conversation. It's a good conversation. Thanks for having it with me. It's one of the most valuable that and fun. <laughs> Your sarcasm is is would be if it was a thin candy shell on an M M&M, and M going down the conveyor belt, it would be rejected by the AI machine that figures out which which candy shells to just kick off the off the thing. You don't like my sarcasm? That wasn't even sarcastic. I was being honest. <laughs> Again, rejected. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's always nice to not be seen. <laughs> leave it up to old ron my friendship with ron to not be seen yeah, yeah leave it up for my uh like pearls <laughs> before swine so so uh yeah that's all i gotta say okay thanks for this today yeah, appreciate thanks, it brother.
Thank you. Good one. All right.